0: E-commerce is both exciting and scary. It continues to negatively impact brick-and-mortar businesses that refuse to acknowledge the value proposition of a borderless commerce model. With forecasts for a growth of $4.9 trillion US trillion in 2021, it promises to continue to be an exciting place to be in. In particular, Asia has become the world's largest e commerce marketplace, accounting for 59.7% of online retail, with expectations of it reaching 61.4% by 2024, according to Statista. While China continues to dwarf the region for its massive 1 trillion marketplace, South Asia and Southeast Asia are just as active and competitive, with markets like India, Indonesia, and Thailand forecast to see compound annual growth rates of 13% or more. One of the leading online fashion stores in Asia, Zalora has been carving a niche for its use of big data and artificial intelligence to drive new models, new levels of personalization for itself and its brand partners. Welcome to Podcasts for Future CIO. With us today is Kiran Aguilar, Senior Strategy Director with Zalora. Let's start off with the description of the business of Zalora today. What is different about it?
1: If you think Zalora uh, mm-hmm. as a business, it, it's it, it is also as Lazada a digital a digital player, so mm-hmm. we're fully fully online and that's okay. that's our core. But actually what we do is that different from other players in the market we started a bit more focused into fashion but now we also have some additional categories so we have home and lifestyle we have luxury we have kids we have beauty the portfolio assortment it's it's growing and the new categories are also being added on but the key thing about Zalora that differentiates is it's a bit the authenticity that we have it's also a bit on the all shopping experience that we offer because Instead of being that you know, massive pool of products just being thrown to people, what we try is really to bring a more curated experience, a more fashionable experience to our consumers. So that, that is the whole idea that differentiates us from the, other, from the other players, but it is a full online player.
0: How does Zalora define data and how long has the company viewed data as important to the business, the growth of the business?
1: We define Zalora a bit as a data-driven organization. So if we're thinking a digital company. We have always had a very strong, strong analytics uh, setup since we started the company out, and this setup actually is constantly evolving. So today, if we look, we use Tableau. So we use multiple, multiple data visualization analytics tools across across Alara. Tableau is one of them. Tableau. If I look to data now, Tableau is our main analytics tool, given all the features and you know the capabilities that it offers to us, given a bit of the complexity of how we Operate and all the regions, and it is indeed a very complex region. We have different tools, and we manage different data processes around it. But I think that the most important uh, point here is definitely that as a digital-first organization, with all the data that we have inside, we have been working, you know, and enabling data to improve recommendation personalization.
0: How have the use of data evolved with Zalora?
1: I can answer your question into breaking down maybe a bit. So the reason why I say that we started as a data-driven organization, it was really because we were kind of like the pioneers in e-commerce in Southeast Asia, and I can say for other regions as well. So when we came with this idea of digital e-commerce, actually all the mindset and all the setup that we had was since day one, say, hey, what is actually going to make the difference? It's not only how we work with fashion, which is, of course, very important. It's a core of our business, but also the way that we mix this fashion with tech and with data. So when I say that it came since the beginning, it was really because as we were born as a digital organization, we said, hey, we need, we need to have a, a very good blend of tech, data, and and fashion. So the way that I see that customers, so if we break down into everyone that you know, partner with us in this, in this landscape, One are our customers. So, of course, they don't see the data itself, so they're not seeing data. But when you look to all the experience that they have, on-site experience, so when they're on the website, and they have our banners, they have our promotions, they have our recommendation schemes, these are all powered by the data that we have. So we do have a lot of these features in AI, machine learning capabilities, that although the customer, is not actually seeing the data, inside the truth is that... Most of the things and the experience that he has is powered by this data that we're collecting working and and transforming across the organization if you ask at the second point on how we actually use data is that as a if we look to the way that we have Zalora today we have a plant of skus and we're not only a marketplace we're actually a blend of marketplace but we also have our own assortment at, at our warehouse so we do have warehouse in Malaysia, Philippines and Indonesia and a very important thing for us is in terms of having the data it's actually when we understand the consumer behavior when we understand what is selling more colors, styles uh, and all these things when I talk about fashion but same for beauty when I understand what is the pattern of a beauty product I think one point is how can we of course uh, have a better uh, understanding of if if I do see a different trend, how can I recover fast from any demand ha- headwinds, for example? Or on the other hand, how can I plan for a better inventory management on on, on my warehouse to buy the right assortment, to buy the wa- uh, the right product to my customer? I think last but not the least, one thing that we say a lot that is important for us on this planning side and more internal side, it is also how can we reduce the overall wastage of fashion, for example. So huge amount of fashion goes and sold every single year and of course that this year if we think with covid the percentage is likely to be even bigger than usual so one thing that we hope is that with all this these insights and i can talk a bit about trender which is our data analytics tool that we are actually powering with the partners i come to that that is actually one of the things that we're actually planning so so in one hand of course that we if we have a better setup in which supply can better meets demand we can have better economics for Zalora, and we can also you know try to have it to our brand partners as well but at the same time when we have a better bit of supply and demand what we're generating is a lower environment impact for the industry by reducing this waste of fashion so there, there are different ways of tackling this
0: you just mentioned the point that uh, i mean zelora is more than just the fashion the retail brand the, the Products. I mean, you have suppliers and customers on the one end. How do you encourage the sharing of information so that you know you all move in the same direction? That the products that you make and you order for for your customers are exactly fit in terms of both the, the style, uh, the requirements of the market, and at the same time, to the degree that it's just insufficient to fill the requirements because overstocking is always an issue in the fashion industry right because you're very cyclical how do you deal with uh, ensuring that this data that you have are collected in real time i guess also you're able to make decisions in real time and conveyed to your different partners and suppliers and in even the logistics company to make sure that products are delivered to the right location at the right time and
1: when we think about online operation that's the beauty about it so what the online landscape and the online operation gives to you is that we do have real-time information so i think there are two aspects of how actually we use the data i think there is a long-term and medium-term component that i think it's basically as i was saying before what we do is that with all the data and trends that we have from consumers for us it's much easier to plan ahead so When we think about a assortment strategy for fashion, for example, we do have a lot of data for our customers. So we know that if we use it with good AI and machine learning capabilities, but also digging and deep dive into the data, we can understand trends even before it starts to happen. So it's easy to see when you look to trends, like colors are quite seamless to see this type of color, is actually trending. So I don't need to wait the trend to appears, I actually I see it and I can I can work right away. When I was saying a bit more long term, medium term, because all these algorithms and all this database actually they're powering my AI and my machine learning capabilities. So when You go to our website as of today, the recommendation that you are going to have is going to be the different from the recommendation that I'm going to have. Because, of course, that we have a lot of personas split into mm-hmm. it, and you do have a lot of behavior. So, when you click into different parts, what our algorithm is doing basically they're generating a personalized and specific recommendation and experience to you. So, I think this is a bit more on the what we call medium term, more because it is not medium term because it's online and happens straight away when you are there, but I think it's powered by you know, algorithms that are being built off with a big period of time and using this. But when it comes to a more live insights, and that's a place that I also like it a lot. The beauty of e-commerce is that I'm looking to the customer behavior as of now. So by looking to some of these trends, and then it comes to our inventory management, for example. I can actually see, okay, during this major campaign, so let's say about 11.11 that is about to come. I can see that, you know, there is a trend. A lot of people are actually looking to for these tennis shoes or a lot of people are trying to find this sneaker, that t-shirt. So... Actually, you can start, you know, okay, how can I offer this product in more seamless experience? So how can I leverage this SKU? How can I leverage maybe a campaign that is working quite well? So we do have different campaigns, cashback, so say, actually our customers are looking for cashback. Can we help them to, you know, receive it and be happy with the, with the purchase? So I think the most important here is that when you do have live data, when you do have these informations in your hand, it gives you the capability to, instead of waiting as yes, the brick and mortar is used to wait you know they see the trends then they have that group of people talking then they escalate it and like a month two months uh, later they're talking about the trend. we're able to actually see the trends live acts on it and actually what this translates in you know, a much better experience to our customer you know Instead of they needing to complain about something or even, you know, not being happy with the experience, I can see this pattern online and just shifted, bringing them a different experience. I think that, that's the beauty of, of digital and that's how we believe in, you know data meeting consumer and meeting fashion.
0: Uh, what sort of challenges and opportunities do you see?
1: That's a very good question. And we we maybe use this question to talk a bit about Trender. So okay. I think one of the challenges is that we do have a lot of data. So I think first challenge is managing so many data that we collect. So even you know stepping back before talking about Trender, I would say one of the biggest challenges that we have is that there's so many data and how to use it properly and uh, actually to improve our customer, as I said, our customer experience. So I think one, it's creating tools and mechanisms that would leverage and, you know, supporting us to, to use this data on, on the best way for our customers and for our planning. But I, I think a second challenge was while we have a lot of these data, we also have a lot of partners. So Salora doesn't exist without our brand partners. So so basically, we, as I said, we do have what we call our outright business that we buy inventory and we sell this to our customers. And we also have the marketplace that is basically our brands just came and you know they have this the shopping so they can offer the product to the consumer. So I think a second challenge is that how can we actually bridge this gap? So the partners they also have the insights that we have. So I think that's a very interesting thing. Because, again, while we do have a lot of data and a lot of insights, I want my Whole brand network to partner with me and again offer the best assortment, offer the best experience. And that's where we came with the idea of Trender. So, Trender is our data analytics solution that we actually offer to our brands. So, basically, what we do is that we do a very personalized uh, dashboard that is powered by Tableau as well. So, it's kind of a, as a platform that has Tableau on the background that we try to bring a lot of these insights to our brand partners as well. So, Insights as customer behaviors what is the you know the return behavior what is the trends of colors styles so all of these things so even during COVID for example what we did is we created a COVID sales dashboard that was just for this time period and it was actually very interesting because first I mean COVID came suddenly Mm -hmm. and with Tableau, which is a very flexible tool it helped us out to you know create this dashboard in I would say if it wasn't a week it was something around 10 days so we created this dashboard quite fast and with this dashboard what we gave to our brand is that hey here are some trends and something that are happening during covid so i can even give you some examples home and lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, and luxury for example L- luxury was a it is a category that a lot of people complained that was see in size but actually for the e-commerce it played out very well so it was growing on the e-commerce so it was an insight to hey guys let's push to luxury there is a demand here and we can actually offer this same to home and lifestyle i love this example because while a lot of people came to to home they were setting up their own workplace at their home so they were buying a lot of things we're buying, plants they were buying home decor. We gave this insight also to our brand partners throughout trend. They're saying, Hey, let's double down on these categories, these are categories that is growing. And funny, I would say, and even counterintuitive, a uh, beauty, for example. If you think of okay, a lot of people are staying at home, so it should be a category that you would expect it to decrease. But actually what we saw on the data and again on the live data, things happening on the day today was actually that beauty was growing and growing quite fast, as well as kids category. So when we look to that, it helped us to set up the right strategy onboard new brands and also work with our brand partners to say hey let's double down our growth on and building and kids and these are amazing categories and we have a lot of room to that so I think one challenge that we have it's how to bring this insight uh, to our brand partners and create this whole ecosystem but I think we really transform this challenge into an opportunity when we launch and trender because now we can offer to our brand partners hey here is a, a tool that will definitely take out the guesswork and we're going to bring this you know to really inside so you can plan your assortment, you can see what is the consumer needs and actually empower all the work that you have with the data that we, that we have collected here.
0: Is that tool something that you develop in-house that sits on top of Tableau and the databases that you have? And do you sell that tool?
1: That, that is exactly it. So what we do, we develop the platform all in-house. Mm-hmm. So it's a full solution then by Zalora. with Tableau, of course, on the execution and powering the, the whole solution out. And basically what we do, we sell this to our brand partners. Uh, so then they So I think it plays To Although we sell This to our brand partners I think the key thing About Tender It's actually not You know To be a, Only a tool you commercialize, But it's As I said The most important For us Is actually That we empower Our brands To have some Of the insights That we have So actually then can come to Zalora and say, hey, I'm shifting a bit my assortment for this and this because I saw that the trend was actually for color A or B. Or as I said, there is a growing category. Why do not onboard this category into Zalora? Why do not grow into this category? So we do exactly what you said. But I think the key point about Trender is that we empower the brands to actually improve their process and offer a best, a better customer experience.
0: So what sort of thing is still missing that you feel that you, you can still build upon or, or continue to grow or something to extract more value from the data that you have.
1: I say with a lot of passion, that's why it looks like that, you know, it's not missing anything, but definitely there are a lot of things that we can improve and a lot of things that we can add into. So maybe let, let's cut in pieces, but let's talk about Trender in this sense. So I think one thing that we're actually rolling out this week and we're quite excited about it, it's live insights. So as of today, the first thing that we created Trender was more to give all these behaviors, as a side trends, so on and so forth to our brand partners. But now what we're also offering to them, it's live, live uh, inside. So even we do have now about to roll out, but even hourly sales, that is the intent. So our brand partners actually, they would be able to see their campaigns and even the campaigns that they have worked with Zalora, they will be able to actually say, hey, this is my sales during, you know, midnight on the 11.11. So that's that's how live it should be. So it's actually, we're trying to have it in a, in a one hour, but that's something that it's today. You have some of these already, but it's still missing and actually quite excited to launch this week. A second thing, and of course we're launching now and then a lot of things to improve, but quite exciting. I think a second thing that I can share is AI, and machine learning capabilities so i although i say a lot that we do have it in that we do have a lot of ai and machine learning at the website but i think we do have a lot to do on this field i think it is probably the key thing that is going to differentiate digital players from any other players even digital versus digital or digital versus online so i think having a very strong ai and machine learning capabilities is super important And actually, with trender now, the idea is that in the future, we also enable the same AIs and machine learning, not the same, but at least some of those that we actually have internally, we could actually give it to our brand partners so they can see things fastly and they also can work with the insights that we have. I think these are two big things. And last but not the least, another thing that we have been working a lot, and we are in touch already with some partners, but. Nothing concrete, so something that we expect to the future is that, as I said, we do have a lot of data. So first challenge is, how can we actually manage the data that we already have? But we also think that on the full digital shopping landscape, there are a lot of data sitting with partners. So Mm -hmm. one of the things that we're hoping is to have this additional data from partners to actually help us to give even more insightful information to our brand. I think there are a lot of, of course, a lot of boost improvement, a lot of things that we can add. But if I could summarize the three pillars that we have been working quite extensively on Trendr especially, it's on these three points.
0: Do you find it difficult <laughs> finding people?
1: Sometimes we do have so many ideas that it's not easy to you know execute everything. So if you ask me, I think sometimes... Having more people is always is always uh, one thing because we want to develop a lot of things. And So, I think ideas is not the problem, but we need to prioritize and execute it in a way that you know. Yeah. Is but if you ask me, I wouldn't complain about you know. That's I have a, maybe a different view. I definitely wouldn't complain about finding people. I think there are a lot of very very good people in the market. I, I'm super proud about my team. So, to be very honest, so I would say that we do have a rock team, and I, I love the the guys working there. So. I don't think the the problem is to find uh, right people, but of course that if you want to have a good team that you know that you trust off. It takes a bit of time. So mm-hmm. it's not that you go uh, open a position and you have every everyone tomorrow. I think you need to understand that things get a bit of time. So I think when people complain that it's hard to find people, the reason why I disagree is because I think if you have a company and if you have a project that is exciting, I think mm-hmm. that's, that's number one. People are going to come on board. So I think first, first is you need to show them that, you know, they're not coming here just to execute but they're going to be list them. They're going to be able to, you know, have their own projects, to own their own projects. So if you do have an exciting value proposition, people are going to come. And even more important, if you do have an exciting value proposition, people are going to stay. Because I think a lot of people complain that it's not easy to onboard people. But if you look to their turnover rates, it's huge. they are losing <laughs> cool. a lot of people, basically because they're not taking care of them. So I think... As important is how we retain people, and not retaining just for the sake of retaining, but Mm -hmm. how we actually make people exciting about being the company. How we look to them and say, you do have a future at Salora. Salora is growing, and you're going to grow at Salora. You're going to have ownership of your project. So what I think sometimes we need is to have a bit of plan ahead. So if we want to have a new project, we can, of course to today and execute it tomorrow but sometimes you don't have all the hands so if you want to onboard new and good people it might take uh, take a while to do it but there are a lot of good people there and i might say that for all people that are interested to join Zalora, we have open uh, positions here i would be very pleased to have them joining
0: you have a lot of experience with the use of data i mean if you want to share with the audience i mean the other e-commerce other retailers who want to go online as a business model, what can you advise them as far as the use of data or how they treat data?
1: What I would advise from from the companies that are start, uh, I think first of all, as I said, choose the data and choose the analysis that you want to do. You know, I think although we do have a lot of data, the truth is that with five percent of the data that we have I and. Mean, really deep in diving into it and having the right time and right assessment to to work on that, you're going to find a lot of insights. So I think first of all, it's treat the data with the the right approach that it's supposed to be treated. So spend some time on the data, try to understand the insight. What I see the most is that a lot of people try to go into data and they collect a lot of data. They put all the data and say, hey, here are insights. Stop. Wait, spend some time trying to understand the insight because even more important that the data it's what is the inside that that data is providing to you so you. I, I think if i would advise people it is actually don't worry about all the fancy things you're going to get there and these fancy things are super super important but start from the start so start collecting data start analyzing the data start understanding what is this insight about try to bring this insight to execution because also this is another point sometimes i see people say hey i discovered these these and and this they have a list of 15 things that they have discovered about their customer behavior and then they say hey and now we're jumping to analyze the 16 you say hey stop you do have 15 show me how actually now we're going to change your process we're going to change your day-to-day to answer these problems that you have also already found out so would if i would give an advice that do a good data analysis but also bring the data to the execution so then you can offer to your customer good experience good proposition so data needs to fit and needs to to enable a better experience a better process and that's the most important very
0: sound advice thank you very much carom for having doing this uh, interview with me
1: Uh, alan my pleasure was Such a a good conversation. Happy and thanks for inviting us today. It's super, super pleasure to
0: be here. That was Kiran Aguiar, Senior Strategy Director with Zalora, on how the online fashion retail store Zalora is using data to derive business insights for itself and its brand partners. You are listening in to Podchats for Future CIO. Join us again on future episodes and as always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, email us at editors at society.com. See you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.